Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Leading Off with True Blue LA. I'm your host, Eric Steven. Uh, we have a guest today. Uh, we're doing a, a, I guess this is technically on tape, but we're doing a live questions from Craig. Uh, so with me today is Craig Minami. Uh, how are you doing, Craig? Great. Thanks for having me on again. It's just always fun to do these things uh, with you, uh, as opposed to just uh, having them read off uh, <laughs> from me. So, yeah. Yeah. In absentia, I guess, is the, yeah. yeah. No, so yeah, we we like doing questions from Craig is always fun and uh, and yeah, it's great it's great having you on. Um, so let's let's just uh, get right into it. Let's uh, let's go with the questions, huh? Questions from Craig. Questions from Craig. We love them. The Dodgers conclude anyway play uh, with their upcoming series against Kansas City Royals. Um, interweek play began 25 years ago. So, Eric, let's see how you do with the Dodgers' all-time interweek leaders. And these numbers are going into um, the series against the Twins earlier in the week. Sure. So, five Dodgers have hit 17 or more home runs in interweek play since 1997. Can you name these sluggers? Uh, 17 home runs. Okay. So, there's something weird about this that I, I, I vaguely remember, but I, 17 seems like a high number. But I'm just going to say it anyway. Uh, Eric Karros. Eric Karros is the leader with 25 home runs. Okay. How, how many total players is uh, 17? Uh, this is say? five. There are five that have 17 or more. Okay. Um, so let's just go with – so they've had 
20 interleague games for a while. Um, what about, what about, mm, what about Justin Turner? Justin Turner is fourth with 19. Okay. Um, oof. So 97. So you got all those guys. Um, what about, what about Sean Green? Sean Green had 16. Ah, okay. Uh, Andre Ethier? He is in fifth with 17. Um, and then I guess I'll go to uh, Matt Kemp. Matt Kemp had 13. Oh, short. Okay, so now it gets it's tricky. Um, he's still like relatively low, but he. I'm trying to think like, what about? Uh, let's just throw it out there, Cody Bellinger. Cody Bellinger has 21, so he is third. Okay. And I will, I will say this: the player in second that you're missing has played on my list of the, of the top nine guys, or, or top yeah, top nine guys. He's played the fewest games, interleague games, going into uh, at least uh, this earlier this week. Okay. Um, uh, then would it be? Oh, so if it's hmm, would it be Max Muncy? Max Muncy has twenty-two and seventy-nine games. Wow. Am I? Did I get them, or am I missing one? No, that's it. You got them all. Oh, nice. Okay. Okay. Five Dodgers have collected fifty. I love these numbers. Fifty-nine or more singles in interweight competition. Can you name these players who hit them with their ain't that many times? Uh, how much? What's the number of singles? Fifty-nine. Uh, okay. Um, in honor of their first championship in LA, obviously. Um, uh, oh God. Okay. So now it's just, uh, I have no concept of like what, what the totals are <laughs> like, you know, like, uh, I'm just sort of winging it, but you, you mentioned some of these players. So like, uh, if it's, you've uh, named some of these players already. <laughs> right. Yeah. I figure. Um, so, 59 singles. So let's just go back to the well. Uh, well, hmm. Let's go first. Well, I'll go Justin Turner again. Just Turner's second with 85. Um, and then I will go, before I go into the, the power hitters, I will go back to Andre Ethier as a guess. Andre Ethier is number one with 86. Hmm. Uh, okay. And then we have. Um, Let's mm, see. I don't. What about? Uh, let's go back to Eric Karros, just as a as a. I don't know. Let's take a guess. Eric Karros was tenth with fifty three. Ah, okay. Um. Now, okay, I, I'm probably like talking myself out of a few here. Um. Well, um, one, two, three, four. Matt Kemp. Matt Kemp. He's third with eighty-three. Um, so am I? Am I missing two? You're missing two. Uh, okay. Um, huh. Let's think here. Uh, uh, let's go back to um, what about um, Sean Green? No, Sean Green is not in the top ten. Ah, okay. You were right to kind of focus on the guys who played when they started playing a lot more. Um, yeah, the 20. Okay, so if thinking about that, then 
just um, what about let's see one two oh, he wasn't even there that long um wait okay no hmm four five seasons oh so oh, let, let's just go Adrian Gonzalez nope nope okay um, I'll give you up yep. both um both are active one is still with the Dodgers okay um oh boy okay so like the one person I okay both are active. oh so let's go let's go first oh one is still with the Dodgers okay um because he was first up uh let's no 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 um I'm t- I don't know why I'm talking to myself. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say Jock Peterson first. No, it's not Jock. But is it Seager? It's Corey it's Seager. Seager. Corey Seager okay, is four so, for twenty-two. And then and the 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 one who's not or the one who's on the team I'm missing still. Yep. Okay. Um, and I already said Turner. But it's only been. Is it Bellinger? Bellinger is nine for fifty-four. I will give you. Uh, the, the right. last player is Chris Taylor with 59 singles. Always, yeah, I always shortchange him. <laughs> but you know, a walk is as good as a hit. Five sure. batters, 43 walks against AL teams. Can you use this in players? And um, you know, most of these guys played you know in the 2000s. One didn't, but you know, he's like yeah. your go to the well guy. So. Uh, what was the last part you said? What, close to what? I'm oh, sorry. The last one is like when you go to the well guys. Oh, the guy with yeah, the guy with 43 walks. Okay, if uh, would it be Piazza? They're related, but um, but it isn't Mike Piazza. Uh, oh, so <laughs> not technically related. Uh, Eric Caros. No, you're you're thinking the wrong the wrong relationship. Hmm. All right. Okay, so I'm 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 gonna veer off from this now. Um, walks. Okay, so again, just the longevity. So Justin Turner. Yes, he leads um, with sixty-two. And you said forty-three walks. Um, so uh, Max Muncie. Max Muncie is third with fifty-one walks. Um, okay, and then we'll go. Again with longevity, I think, and say, let's go. Ethier first. Ethier is fourth with forty-four. And Matt Kemp. Matt Kemp is sixth with forty-one. So you have um. Missed him. Yeah. Um, you, have, you, have, you have two more to go, I think. Yeah. Um. All right. So. Um, the related part is weird. Um, so is it Gary Sheffield? Gary Sheffield has 43 in, okay. in, the, in the fewest amount of games. 57 yeah. Games. Um, so I'm just I'm missing one? Mm-hmm. You're missing one. one who, the second place who is one walk behind Justin Turner with 61. Oh, 61. Um, oh, my God. Um, oh, wait. Is it Jock Peterson? No, Jock had only 36. All right. I don't know. I guess I'm going to bow out. Cody Bellinger, which I'm ah, sure surprises you. 61 that's a walks. lot. 
Yeah. 61 walks. Yeah. And he's second. Finally, your favorite category. Five so, players throwing at least 16 bases in a week play. Um, I will note three of them did it in very in very low numbers of games. Um, yeah. can, can you name these guys who still at least 16 bases? 16. Okay. So this is a little bit of a stretch, but I just because they had, they had the – well, okay, first Juan Pierre. Juan Pierre is the leader at 22. Um, in 48 games. I I'm – I think this might be even too like too few of games, but I'm just gonna say it. D. Gordon, since he had the one high steal year with the Dodgers, like you kind of cut out the, there. Who, who did you D, say? Uh, D. Gordon. D. Gordon. D. Gordon has 19. Yeah, he's third. <sighs> okay, and then just probably a volume play. Um, I will. Let's go, Matt Kemp. Matt Kemp is second with 21. So you're you're missing. Yeah, you're missing. Uh, the two, two players tied with 16. Okay, so th- uh, let's go back to Chris Taylor then. Chris Taylor is one of them. Hmm. Now the other 16. Um, uh, let's think of... Hmm. Uh, okay, so this would have been weird. If it was... That would have been a lot of steals to ask in a three or two and a half year period. I'm just going to say I'll go Dave Roberts. Dave Roberts is the man in 46 nice. games, 16 stolen bases. Wow. All right. I don't know what the highest percentage is. Uh, Eric Young did it, stole 12 bases in 27 games. So. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. So let's move on here. All right. Question number two. The Dodgers have not had four players with 85 or more RBIs since 2000 when Beltre, Green, and Carroll and Sheffield did it. Do you think this team has a chance to do it? And who do you think will take the RBI crown this year for the Dodgers? Okay, so Trey Turner got the, the head start because he was the guy batting third for a while, and now it's Freeman. I do think Freeman ultimately takes over, mostly just because he's he's got like constantly behind Mookie and Trey. Um, yeah, so I, I do – I think – I think Freeman ends up leading the team um, and and probably like Trey second. Do you think and they then, have a shot to get uh, to get more or more than uh, two or three players with 85 RBIs? Yeah, so like you, you figure hmm like I I think Mookie will get there uh, if he plays enough games. Um, and then I guess after that, I honestly have not looked at that. I'm I'm going to peek at where they are now. Like, sure. um, but like I yeah, it's just it's weird. Like I hadn't, I guess I hadn't thought of, outside of like the, the like counting staff stats wise. I haven't like thought that much about it. Like out, outside of that, because it's been so, sort of a a weird year in that regard. Um, the hard so yeah, one like would be, would be Will Smith, I think. Just yeah, Will, and you know what? And I and I'm probably overselling no Mookie getting to 85 isn't that hard um okay and then I guess the other thing is like how healthy is Justin Turner going to be because he he has a shot um so we got hmm, I'll just say yes I think I I think they will get four players but I don't know which of Turner or Will Smith will do it I would probably guess Will Smith um 
but like w- I think one of them will do it. Yeah, possible. Um, the three bare minimum has been here now for three years. Do you think it's accomplished its intent? And given how pictures are used, do you think they could go back to no minimum? Um, no, I I actually kind of, well, I don't know. Like I I. I'm kind of mad at how pitchers are used now. Or like, I, I don't like the idea that, oh man, we're out of relievers. Like, you know, three days into like, after like a long rest or something, it's like, it's be, like literally uh, last week's series against the Giants. I mean, the Dodgers swept the Giants like in the bullpen pitch really well. The Dodgers used 17 one inning a- uh, appearances. Like mm-hmm. uh, now granted, they were they were also like in a a good spot in in those games like they were leading, uh like I believe the entire time the every time the bullpen came in um, but like it's just like, like it's okay to have relievers go more than an inning you know like uh, so I don't I don't want a situation where it it would invite more more shorter outings and, and like so yeah I, I I am okay with the three batter minimum from that regard and also because it it's like the one time where because it really it's about the lefties right like it's it's about um if if a pitcher is bad enough against righties like you you, that gets exposed right and it should and like you you should have to get batters out to stay in the majors like instead of like a one-trick pony type of a thing as as valuable as loogies could be you could still use guys if you if like you bring them in at the end of an inning and then they finish the inning and if, if they don't, you pay the price, uh, I guess. So yeah, I, I think I would keep the three batter minimum. Even I don't necessarily think it, it matters as much in terms of like lowering game times. Um, but it, it like taking away like an extra pitching change probably, probably helps. I don't know. I I'm, I guess I'm, yeah, I, I would leave the three batter minimum, but yeah, I don't really, I'm not like super, you know, it's I'm not that in favor of it. It's just like I, I don't I don't want to go back to a situation where there's more pitching changes. I don't know, but yeah. So after, but speaking of that, um, we had a three question minimum, and now uh, we're going to take a break before we finish this off, and uh, we'll be back uh, right after this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Okay, now we're back. Um, Craig uh, asked a few questions already. Uh, he didn't reach his minimum. Uh, he's back for another inning, and uh, he's going to ask a few more. So I will hand the ball over to Craig and uh, ask, ask away, Craig. Sure, thanks, Eric. Question four. 
the Dodgers uh, traded Mitch White in their in the last dead in the over the last deadline. And uh, you know, similar to the Ross Stripling deal, it, it, it looks it looks a little puzzling because it just seems like the Dodgers were not necessarily doing from a position of, of strength. Uh, but it also helps those two players possibly get you know uh, more starting potential than they would with the Dodgers. Do you think that went into their mind, or is it was it just really just clearing roster space, as they said, for uh, for other potential additions? It, it's I think it's both. Like I don't think you know. It, you, 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 not every move is like altruistic. I, I think that's part of it, but I don't think they went into it thinking, man, we got to make sure Mitch White is starting somewhere, you know, that kind of a thing. I really think it was like they, they looked at, you know, they have, you know, they're maybe going to add like, you know, potentially like six guys off the 60 day injured list in the last, in the last like two months. Um, and so, and, and then plus you, you this was, you know, in making those moves there, you also have to factor in like they knew, I'm sure they knew they were going to call up Miguel Vargas, like at some point, especially with Justin Turner's abdominal strain. Um, so like, it was only a matter of time. I, you know, you, you could see them having a situation where they could be like, you know, maybe Bobby Miller's still on the radar for like some sort of hybrid thing, but I'm skeptical on that. But like, I think I think they just needed to to create some space. And then if you look at, like, you know, I still, you know, it's hard to say what what they got, like, in return. But, like, at least they're interesting, the two pitchers they got from the Blue Jays, right? Like, one of them, uh, like, throws really hard and has, like, insane strikeout rates. And, in like, uh, I forgot. I think he's still in the Complex League. or No, maybe he's in Class A. I forget. Um and then the, the kid in the Dominican Summer League was like 30 strikeouts in one walk. I mean, obviously, it's super early. But, like, you, you could see a situation where, you know, you just get enough of those guys and one of them pans out. Like, they got they got a, an out uh, an outfielder in the Dominican uh, Summer League for Garrett Clevenger. Now, in fairness, Garrett Clevenger was further down the totem pole in terms of actual potential use for the Dodgers. But, like, yeah, I, I do think that was more about clearing space than anything. And, and plus I think they were looking at it like Mitch White at that point was the sixth starter. They, they were thinking we're like two weeks away from Dustin May being the, in the top five. And so Mitch White's number seven. Now, do we really need Mitch White as number seven or are we okay with like, if we had to call up an emergency starter, it could be Ryan Pepio or something like that. And I think they're okay with that. So I think that was part of it. Um, and then, you know, also there, I think part of it too, was like, it's going into the off season, uh, it, like white was a, a different situation cause they could have, you know, probably done a deal with him in the off season too, but they have to add a bunch of guys to the 40 man, um, like prospect wise who are really good. And, um, I think that was part of it. Like Alex de Jesus was probably not going to get added, but he's a guy who could get exposed to the role five draft. So I think that's why they included him in the in the Blue Jays trade, um, and I think it was just a situation where you there's no waiver trade deadline anymore. So you got to kind of do those moves now while you can get something for these guys, rather than wait out the season and get nothing. So I think that was part of it. But yeah, I don't I don't necessarily think it was like altruistic. Although I'm sure, like on some level, it, at least they it was a situ it was a situation where like 
I think Mitch White is, I mean, they optioned him with what Toronto did, but like he's clearly going to probably get a, more of an opportunity going forward with them than he would have with the Dodgers. Uh, this is actually just an addition that you mentioned it. How do you think the option rule is working this year? Do you think um, do, you, do you think it's just more of a nuisance bookkeeping thing, or do you think it's it, it is kind of at least avoiding the you know just the Southwest you know Southwest shuttle? Yeah, I, I do think that's it. Probably uh, plays into that. Like you know, we saw I forget it was like last August. Like there was a period where I think they called up. It was like every day. And I like over like a, it was like, like a 14 day stretch. It was like, they called up 12, they added like 12 relievers to the bullpen in 14 days. Like, cause they were just churning guys back and forth. And they, and because of like the 10 day rule then instead of 15, like you saw like down the stretch, like Mitch White and um, Andre Jackson made like spot starts and then, and then immediately got option, and then they made another spot start uh, ten days later, and then like it was so it was just like this weird, like just it was like a shell game basically at some point. But yeah, so I think that's factored in. Now the interesting thing, like another one of those like fringe guys on the roster is like Jake Reed, um, who is one of the few um, currently healthy um, relievers uh, on the forty man who isn't in the majors at the moment, but he's he's used up his five options uh, first with the Mets and now with the Dodgers, they optioned him um, around the trade deadline. So like I could see him being a guy where like, you know, if they just need um, a a relief, like a get me over reliever for like a weekend or something or, or whatever, I could see them like bringing him up and then he just ends up getting DFA. Cause like, I think that's going to be his ultimate thing anyway, towards the end of the year. So um, we'll see how that happens, but yeah, they, they haven't, he's the first person who's hit the five option limit. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they use that. I do think it's played into it. There's been a couple times where you, I clearly last year, they would have like churned guys, uh, you know, rather than like, uh, even, even that, that game against, um, wow. Oh, Washington, I guess when they, they four of the eight relievers were unavailable, uh, like they clearly would have, I think had like arms at the ready and like in like a super shuffle for that whole week. But I think given the five option thing that, that limited them a little bit. And um, sorry to keep adding on to this question, but um, since again, you brought the events, how does that work for adding on to the roster now? Obviously you can't trade anyone anymore. Can you pick up players that have been DFA'd and you're not giving the other team compensation? Right. Yeah. You could, you could claim guys off waivers. Um, you could, yeah, you could sign people who were released, basically, like, you know, if they cleared waivers and or whatever. Um, you could make minor league trades, like the Dodgers last year um, traded for Andrew Vasquez um, on, like, the 31st of August and then um, called him up to the majors a few days later. And then he, I think he was on the, was he on the postseason roster? I think, I thought he was, but maybe I'm, maybe I'm conflating things, but... Yeah, like I think you, you could see something like that, like some some reliever who's not on a forty man somewhere, and they just want to add him um, just in case, like that kind of a thing. I could see that. Right. The last one. Um, um, we're going to be heading to Vegas at the end of the mm-hmm. month. Really, at the, right at the end of the month uh, for a few days, and 
as you know, in your old stomping grounds, there's a Cracker Barrel. Um, nowadays, I, I think it's Victorville. Now there's a yeah. the Cracker Barrel there. Um, so I might be stopping off. Um, just wondering. Uh, uh, reminds me of always getting blueberry pancakes. Of course, as you recall, yeah. Executive like snark blueberry pancakes. Um, do you do you for yourself? Uh, do you prefer uh, things like blueberries and pancakes, or like flavored syrups that you had like the old days at IHOP? Or no pancakes for Eric at all. I don't. You don't want them. You know, so, I don't. I don't dislike pancakes. Uh, I just rarely have them. Um, I do. I do like the idea of like something like baked into the pancakes, or, or I guess not baked, but like you know, put into the batter or whatever. So yeah, it could be like blueberries. Uh, I've seen bacon uh, in there, and like that works too. Although for like for me for breakfast, like. I like the bacon on the side, like generally, or like sausage or whatever. But um, yeah, like I, I don't, I don't mind the stuff in there. But like, it's weird, I, and I can't figure out why. Like, or maybe I just because I, I'm, I just haven't had it since I was a kid, or like enough since I was a kid. I, I go back and forth. Usually, I prefer waffles, but like my whole, I've never, like at home at least, I've literally never made waffles at home outside of like toasting frozen waffles like so it i can't that's something like i get when i'm at a restaurant right like so um yeah and it, it sometimes it's like it's probably like a whatever i'm feeling that day i i but i i would tend to go toward the waffle than the pancake but like they're both they're good but yeah i i do like the the idea of like like um some sort of fruit in inside the batter like that, that adds to it that I, I'm totally fine with that. And then just, I usually pretty regular syrup. No, you know what? Like now thinking back to like IHOP, I, I'll, I'll go for the strawberry, like, or whatever, every once in a while, like I'll change it up for sure. That sounds good. Yeah. I, I think I, I, I like, I like pancakes. I don't tend to, I do. I think I like waffles just because I think the crisper, crispier, there's yeah. just something with them. Um, Pancakes just after like one, almost like after one, it seems like it seems like it's a lot. Get, yeah, I don't know. I want. I hate to use this word, but it gets kind of boring after after after. Well, after one. yeah, you're you're like um, it's it's like um, it's a filling food, right? Like so, mm-hmm. and you on like honestly, where do you go to get pancakes? Where I guess depending on the place, right? It could be some signature thing where they have like one giant pancake on a plate. But it's usually like a stack of four, right, or something like that, like right. or or I guess two, but like yeah, that so there's there's always this like, it's like a chore to get through it, <laughs> like like because it just I think you just end up drowning it in syrup and then you feel like worse we, later we, because we, of that. We are insulting so. any any uh, podcast fans who live in the South Bay because there are two pancake mm-hmm. places down there that that people go to. But yeah, uh, yeah that's that's it for the questions. Nice. Uh, well, I was trying to think about this. Like, um, I haven't been to a Cracker Barrel in a while, most because I haven't been to spring training in a while, and that was my usual sort of go-to for that. But, and that was like really the only place I got grits because I just, I guess, I don't go out to eat enough at places that have grits. Um, but yeah, like now, now I'm thinking about like um, different, like different breakfast foods. But that's usually the the sort of upside for. I love how you structure the the questions. Um, because we always end up being hungry at the end. <laughs> that's a that's a good way to end. Uh, but yeah, um, thank you, Craig, uh, for coming on, and thank you everybody for listening. Um, 
that ends our week this week. Thank you for listening to uh, Leading Off with True Blue LA. We will talk to you again on Monday. (laughs) 